1: Can create a healthy. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. Heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN
0: News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Democratic senator Al Franken, the subject of numerous sexual Welcome harassment allegations, Live. is Watch expected to address his political time, future in a couple of hours. growing number of senators calling on Franken to resign.
2: A With a partial government shutdown years, looming at week's end, the House can to
0: vote today on a Band-Aid money people. bill. A stopgap bill to keep the, the lights on through December really 22nd. Prospects for passage improved after members of the Conservative Freedom Caucus, which had been pushing for a longer funding bill, agreed not to oppose it, Almost that increases the chances the Republican Free majority can approve it without support from Democrats. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines says that after the bill clears the House, which it is expected to do, not it will head to the Senate for a vote. And
3: are not intended Shocks to higher mice, on Wall Street treat, this hour, the Dow's up about diseases. 38 points, on the Nasdaq show, Marshall ahead 21. Marshall listens to this is SRND. What does wellness mean to you? Is it organic, fresh, or grass-fed? Is wellness
4: strength training or flexibility? Is it Welcome aging well, health work-life line. balance, quality health care? The word wellness is I'm broad and subjective. Our and goal at Wellness Radio 1570 is to simplify eight, these sometimes eight, complex eight, topics to bring eight, eight, you a fun and informational radio station. We are Wellness Radio 1570, helping you to reach your yourself. personal goals. Find us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com.
0: Broadcast times around the, Twin the country. Both for wellness our station, our or wellness show, for wellness Saturday, we're Wellness fifteen seventy, and Quincy's Wellness Radio dot website. We're also on TuneIn on our radio. Download the mobile
5: app. Super easy to do. Here, prior broadcast. Reminder that much, if uh, diamonds are girls best friend, then you'll be a Wixon jewels We've got just day eighteen company. days till Christmas, so
0: don't fight the mall crowds. Make one easy stop for tuning in Today I'm going to discuss. Want them adapted. Live in from an 1570 herb
5: Studios. Is an herb. Do you want to change your life? Change your destiny? Get the most
6: out of life? Tune in Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570 for the Big Money Club with Chris and Wayne. They'll be in the clubhouse filling you in on all the secrets and tips they've learned about making money, saving money, and making dreams come true. And they'll have a little fun along the way. Become a club member and join Chris and Wayne at 3 p.m. every Saturday on Wellness Radio 1570.
2: Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
0: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott D. Black. It's a great day
1: to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am your blessed radio host your radio life caddy and you can call me mr black and we are so blessed i am in the beautiful white city of minneapolis st Paul. well actually i'm in egan technically guys but it's white outside it's beautiful outside and i gotta tell you i'm blessed because i have a guest with me today uh mr stephen solomon and i'll introduce Steven in a moment but uh uh, I'm just glad you're here. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to meet somebody at the same time you're going to get a chance to meet them. And let me tell you why today's show to me is uh, a very special. Um, you know, for those that know and listen to the show for the last two years, by the way, Val, my wife's in the studio as well, Val, um, on Monday will be our two-year anniversary. So on Monday, it'll be the 11th, uh, we started this radio show. Yay! <laughs> See, I'm in studio, so Trevor's over there hitting buttons. I like it, Trevor. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, two years that we got on the radio. And let me tell you why today's guest is really important to me. You know, um, I uh, had a chance to meet a Paul Ridgway. Uh, I uh, met Paul through a friend, uh, and we um, captured his fingerprints and started building a relationship. And then about a year later, um, Gary Borgadell approached me about Like It Matters Radio. And so I went ahead and sought God's guidance in God said, yeah, you're going to do this. And so as I was building and learning the radio industry, Paul Ridgway became a very close friend of mine. He became what I would call a mentor. Uh, He would have me regularly on his radio show uh, doing some truth therapy. And we had regular connections. Uh, He had us over his house many times. Uh, And uh, I'll tell you, it it really became a a beautiful relationship. And then we lost Paul. Uh, I got a chance to fill in on a couple of radio shows. And I was thinking, maybe this is what God has for me. Maybe I'm supposed to be in Christian radio. And then they hired this guy named Steve Solomon (laughs) because they know what they're doing and I don't. And uh, so it's pretty cool because I really owe a lot of what I'm doing on the radio day. Uh, to Paul Ridgeway, and uh, I got a chance to be a part of the radio show that now Stephen Solomon has his show, has that time slot. He's doing a great job. And so I want to introduce you all to Mr. Stephen Solomon. Stephen, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you very much. Very
6: happy to be here today.
1: I am so glad you're here. So how long have you been doing the radio show now?
6: Yeah, so um, yesterday, I believe yesterday was the 6th, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yesterday yep. was the 6th. Uh, yesterday was four months here in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. um, I had moved up from Tennessee where I had done radio down there. And uh, then came up here. So yesterday, four months, yeah.
1: Wow. So how are you liking Minneapolis?
6: Well, it snowed the last two days, so that's been terrific. (laughs) Uh, uh, Everyone that listens to my show knows I've got two little girls. I talk about them all the time, Mm -hmm. and uh, they've been out playing, making snow angels and throwing snowballs at me when I'm least expecting it. So they're just loving every
1: second of it. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And what I'm going to do, Stephen, is I, I got your uh, bio here. going to go over that a little bit, the first segment here. Uh, and then as we get in the second and third segments, I'm going to uh, give you a little Mr. Black treatment. Not bad. It's just uh, some questions I like to ask to kind of dig down a little bit deeper. And so I, I just want to read your bio here. Uh, Stephen was raised in Knoxville, Tennessee. Upon graduating high school, he entered military intelligence with the U.S. Army. And after deployments to Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom, which is in Afghanistan, he left the service and returned home to marry his childhood sweetheart, Elaine. Stephen and Elaine joined full-time Christian ministry, eventually landing in Severville? Sevierville. Severeville. Oh, <laughs> Sevierville. Sorry about that. Severeville, Tennessee, to grow a church at the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Man, that sounds gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Um, the senior pastors at that location eventually transitioned away from those positions and into a full-time radio in Knoxville. In September of 2017, Stephen and his family relocated the Twin Cities to join AM980, the mission, an unapologetic conservative. Stephen hosts the Stephen Solomon Show live Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Let me ask you, Stephen, what is the what is the the focus of your radio show?
6: Yeah, so, um, you know, a couple things. We really try to do two things. First off, we want to preach the gospel. You know, everything that we do, uh, we want to shine the light of Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's whether we're on the radio or not. You know, We're kind of the hands and feet all the time. So that's number one. Um, number two is what I try to do is I try to blend um, scriptural principles with current relevant events. So if something happens in our culture that everybody's talking about, we take that issue and we filter it through the lens of scripture, the Christian perspective. Uh, how, does, how does the Bible speak about this issue? For instance, yesterday, uh, President Trump announced that we're moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem which I was very excited about, being a Christian, conservative, (laughs) evangelical. I got really, really pumped about that. So we took the show yesterday, and we talked about this major world event that's taking place, and we filtered it through the Christian perspective. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that we do. It's a lot of fun. Cool. What
1: do you like best about doing the radio show?
6: Um interacting. Uh you know, I love to talk. You can't be on the radio unless you like to talk. Um you know I've got the face for radio, so yeah. that's perfect as well.
1: He's actually a good looking guy. Don't listen to him. He's actually a good looking guy. I got a face for radio. But <laughs> so
6: you know, it's the interaction with people, things like this, you know. Uh you know, pastoring, I, lo- I loved when I was pastoring, uh new people coming in, meeting new people, interacting with new ministries and new organizations. And radio is kind of an extension of that, so it's a lot of fun.
1: You know, I I was I was looking for this and I saw you in the hallway uh, as we walk in, and you said you explain it later. I saw a huge gap here. I go military intelligence, and then I left the service and returned home, and then full-time ministry. Like, wow. That's a big—I <laughs> mean, did you, did you go to seminary, did you, or did you just go right from one to the other? I mean, how I, how'd that happen?
6: I, I did seminary at Liberty uh, Baptist over okay. in Lynchburg, Virginia, um, and I did my master of theology there. Um, did my undergraduate at the University of Tennessee? Okay. We finally looks like we finally landed a coach. So for anybody that's been <laughs> yeah. watching the national dumpster fire of the Tennessee search, we yeah. finally figured it out. I can't believe. Uh, it. Yeah. yeah, looks like we looks like we finally got that thing taken care of. Uh, old Philip Fulmer fixed it. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know when I was in the military, I was actually uh, very involved in doing uh, church work. Anyway, oh wow. okay. So my job was a military intelligence agent. Um, you know, it was to find information. It was to find bad guys, bombs, mm-hmm. things like that. But in the middle of my deployments, um, people would always look to me because I, I was a minister as well. Mm. And so people would look at me for the, the, the spiritual part of things in the middle of, of deployment. So I wasn't the chaplain, but many times there was no chaplain around. And sometimes you're deployed to areas where there's just no chaplain around. And so by default, in addition to my intelligence duties, I would also bear the burden of the spiritual duties. Oh, wow. So I would baptize people. We, we had communions. Uh, we had prayer meetings and Bible studies. Uh, we did everything that, that really a person would want deployed, uh, in addition to what I regularly did. And, and, you know, it was normal because that's, you know, I was used to doing it outside mm-hmm. of the military anyway. But when I got out of the military, it was just kind of like, all right, let's focus on this. You know, let's go down this path because I, I had the opportunity, it's, it's got to go down two different w- roads here. I could have gone down the civilian intelligence route. Yeah. You know, I was getting offers when I left the military for the CIA and the FBI, oh, wow. which is right up what I do. I mean, yeah. that, that was what I did. And great money, great gigs. Mm-hmm. All, all of my peers did that. Mm-hmm. They all got out and went and worked for you know three letter agencies. Uh, I got out and pursued uh, God instead mm. and the church, and I don't regret any minute of it.
1: Well, I would suggest that you didn't get out and pursue God. You've always been pursuing God. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. pursue it in a vocational way. Yeah. yeah. Let yeah. me ask you: in the military, uh, in the military, did you feel hamstrung? I mean, was there times that you couldn't share the name of Jesus? Was there things that you couldn't do? I know you weren't officially the the, the chaplain, but did you feel hamstrung
6: at all? Never. I never did. Oh, wow. Um, you know, people as low as privates to commanding generals, I would have prayer meetings and Bible studies with. Because they all knew they could come to me, mm. and everybody was okay with being open. Of course, I was in. Uh, I I got out of Afghanistan, and then shortly after, I got out of the military. So I that was about ten years ago. Okay, you know, I'm 32 years old now. Okay, and ten years ago, the military was a, was a totally different beast. Yeah. It's funny because when I was in the army, mm. people would say, you know, there were some guys that that were in during the Gulf War. You know, older men that were kind mm. of getting close to retirement, and they would tell me. Wow, this army is not like it used to be. Mm. You know, this isn't the army I grew up yep. in, you know. And I would be like, okay. And then as I was getting out, I saw where the army was going, and I'm thinking, you know, the army is not what it used to no. be. And I become that that grumpy old curmudgeon um, because it just it seems to be getting weaker and weaker. But when I was in, and answered your question, no, there was no weirdness. There was no hey, don't say that. Mm. I mean, it was not a big deal for us as a unit to get together and for me to lead a uh, an entire worship service. That oh, was wow. not a weird thing.
1: Oh wow, very cool. Yeah. Well, I always wonder about that. And you're right, the military, because the country's going away, the, what we're allowed to do now and the uh, prevailing homosexuality now is right. a huge thing. And I read stuff. I read more than I want to because of the radio show. And I hear about some of the male-on-male rapes going on. And I think a boot camp. I went to the Army. I was in the Army, did boot camp right at 17 years old. Yeah. So I have uh, two years. I was a 91 Delta uh, 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 surgeon's assistant. I slept the yeah. sterile field. Uh, and today, uh, for my son, 18 years old, I would not recommend him going in the military. So I I feel the same way. It's a different animal. Absolutely, because we're different, because America's different. Yeah, that's right. You change what you believe, you change who you are, and America is definitely a different country than it was 10 years ago. That's true. So,
6: (coughs) Somebody help this man out here. I'm choking. I'll take us out of here. You're listening to Like It Matters Radio (laughs) It's Scott Black. I'm choking
1: (laughs) here. So we'll be back in three minutes with Stephen Solomon. You're listening to Like It Matters Radio, Radio Like It Matters
5: ineedmorehair.com You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. ineedmorehair.com Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at ineedmorehair.com.
8: Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year?
1: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am your radio host, Mr. Black, and we are sitting in the studio with Stephen Solomon. Stephen is the host of his own radio show on AM 980 every Monday through Friday, uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, Stephen, how could they uh, online? How could they listen online? What's the best way?
6: Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. You could go to am980themission.com. And if you check out the podcast part of there, that's our station's website, AM98ofthemission.com. And there's a podcast, so you can go in there and listen to it. I've also got my own website, uh, Stevensolomon.org. That's Stephen with a V and then Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N.org. And you could stream all of that. So all of our old Military Monday episodes where we interview a vet, um, all of our Solomon in 60 videos, all that stuff's up there. So, yeah. Awesome.
1: And we were talking at the break because uh, I really don't know Stephen. I've never met him. This is the first time I've met him. And, again, what would you? Exp- how would you explain your show again?
6: Yeah, so we take the things that are happening in the in the, the big picture, whether that's a big picture locally, for instance, um, the St. Cloud videographers who refused to do a video for a gay wedding, mm. so something local like that, or a national issue like the Sutherland Springs shooting in Texas. We take things that are important and relevant to people, and we filter them through the biblical perspective. The Christian mindset and then we talk about it and we debate it you know I have, I have atheists that call in and I had an atheist a couple days ago call in and be like you know I really kind of disagree with what you're saying and and so it's, it's a great opportunity to not only talk about the issue from my political and conservative perspective but to get into the gospel part of it and say well here's why we believe this mm-hmm. not just here's what we do but here's why we do it and mm-hmm. it's a great chance to kind of dialogue with people so uh, it's a lot of fun.
1: Well, and for those that know me who've been through my training, we do a similar thing. I, I take a very uh, logical approach to my faith. Uh, I am not a blind follower of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, uh, but I eat Scripture. I love Scripture. Yeah. I send it out to hundreds every day. I mean, I uh, the Word of God, I don't know about you, uh, Stephen, but is less confusing than it's ever been in my life. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. I used to think it was so confusing, So, but the more I eat it, the more I focus on it, the more I spend time in it, it's not confusing at all.
6: Well, the scriptures say that Paul, in the book of Acts, if you were to read it, Paul says that he goes into a city and he begins to teach these Jews about Jesus Christ being the Messiah. And, of course, they were Old Testament Jew you know, yep. thinking, so they don't believe Christ is the Messiah. Yep. And the scriptures say there was this group of people called the Bereans. And everything Paul said, they went home that night and they essentially fact-checked him. Yep. And the Bible calls these Bereans more noble than anybody else. So, yep. you know, you get in there, you study the word, you fact check it, you get into it, you dig into it, you eat it up. Yep. And, and, it, and it really harnesses that spirit that is inside of us that God gave us.
1: And what you're talking about is seeing things through the Christian world perspective, which is what we're supposed to. We we recall Jesus said that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. We're, we're told by Paul to transform our thinking. That uh, He showed us a different way to think. To We call it framing in NLP, the psychological world, put the frame we put around it. The yeah. frame we put around anything gives it meaning. That's what Romans 8, is. All things work for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Not everything works for good for everybody, for those that are called. And that's where you and I can say, man, what just happened to me was not good in the world's view, but I know my God's going to use it. He's going to grow me. And so I can find some value in that.
6: Yeah, that's right. And, and I, and I think it's a, a mistake to compartmentalize and say, well, we're not going to talk about this or focus on this. I mean, we all live in this world. Yep. We all see what's going on, whether we're Christian or not, yep. whether we're an atheist or a Muslim or a Christian. We all see the shootings. We all see the economies. We all see the athletics. We all see everything that's going on. Everything around us, we're around. Yep. And what we, what we do is we have this pers- perspective as Christians, and we go, okay, we'll focus on everything, and we'll, we'll push it through the lens of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We could be talking about barbecue. Yep. And it would be filtered through the lens of Jesus Christ. Yep. yep. And and that that really is kind of what we go for on the show.
1: And that's what's so cool. This is why I think my listeners would enjoy the show. Now I have listeners all over the world, Stephen. I mean, I'm based out of Dallas. Uh we got a huge following in Sao Paulo, Brazil. We got listeners in China and Russia. I got about twenty five thousand uh, people that we've interacted with over the last twenty five years. So we have a, a graduate base all over the country, and so that's why I want to make sure Uh, they can connect with you. And for those that have been through my training, you know, our training is open to whatever your beliefs are. It's secular training. Uh, But those that have been through my training, been on my radio show, no, I do not shy away from my faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, I'm very bold. People get more Jesus in my two day intensive training. It'll be very much like your military training than they get in most churches around (laughs) this country. And and again, I'm not pushing them on him. I'm just saying I I take things of the world, how God made us, psychology, leadership, and I filter those through the word of God. And if I can't, uh, support it with the Word of God. That I'm not going to be promoting it or talking about it.
6: Well, Jesus said, "If you're ashamed of me, Amen. Then I'll be ashamed of you." So, yeah, I'd but, like to shine that light out there, Amen. I guess. But what gets me going
1: because neurosocietal conditioning is there's two driving forces in life: the desire for pleasure, moving towards something, or the avoidance of pain, moving away from something. And there's a second part to that that stirs me up because I'm a I move away from pain. If you deny me before my Father. <laughs> I'll deny you. I mean, yeah, if you deny right. me for men, I'll deny you before my that's father. That's right. That second part... Boy, that second part stirs me up more than the first part does. <laughs> See, one's moving towards something, you know. If you acknowledge yep. me, and the other one, because again, God made us. We are perfectly and wonderfully made. Yeah. Uh, and He put every star in the sky. He named them. He knows every hair on our head, even those that are diminishing. The, your fingerprints, Stephen. I talk about this. Your fingerprints are unique to you of the trillion of people who might live. No one will ever have a fingerprint like you. That's right. Uh, and I believe that that is the same identical pathway, neural pathway, in the corresponding lobe and that's why i met paul Ridgway. i took his fingerprints and gave him a 37 page print out of his brain and he was stunned because i said a piece of information that nobody in his life's ever known except for his neurologist that he's exactly split 50 50 right brain and left brain it's very rare he is right on the dot and when i showed him that i don't know if you were there for the consultation val yeah he was stunned his jaw dropped open his jaws. paul's like how did you know that? Only my neurologist knows that. I go, because God made you perfectly and wonderfully well, and he. this is how you can see how he's made. So, I uh, yeah, it's very cool, Stephen. I've never listened to the show yet. I've never met you before, but, man, it's a show I would listened to, so I, I want you to know that. I got a couple Mr. Black questions for you. <laughs> so let's say I, I, I'm i just now meeting you, but let's say something happens, the good Lord uh, brings you home. Maybe you're carpazzoed, you're, you're taken away. Uh, and I go to your funeral, and I I, I find the person that knows you better than anybody else, and I say, listen, I really want to know who Stephen was. Can you give me five words? Just tell me who Stephen was. If if I was to ask the person who knew you the best to give me five words to describe Stephen Solomon, what would you desire? What would you want those five words to be?
6: Um, I think that's pretty easy, a servant of Jesus Christ. Okay. That's it. Five word.
1: You wanted five words, right? Uh, no, five separate words, but that's good. I like that. Eight. He's oh. technical. He's technical, and I like it. Now look at it. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I five. thought he said, I want five words. Like, <laughs> yeah, got, a servant yeah, of Jesus Christ. They, <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I like it. I'm gotcha. Counting. He gave I, me five words. He sure did. So, But I would think that would be the first one. Ask you shall receive here, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but I think that is the uh, first one, servant of Jesus Christ. What else? I mean, what are
6: those values? Five gotcha. values. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, five, five different things, yeah. I guess. Okay, so one would be a follower of Christ. Okay. That, would, that would be the first one. Uh, the second one is is a is a lover of my country i'm a, I'm a patriot okay uh, the third one is I like to interact with people so you could call me personable, I guess okay um you know I try to reach out to others. I'm a big family man, so family is a big deal to me and principle I think principle would be the last word I'd want. Uh, there are just some things that we want to hold on to. there are some things that we just need to defend that are more valuable than even our our current life. They need to be passed on to others.
1: Well, and again, I've spent now, this is our second segment, uh, and that first one that you said, absolutely without a doubt, serving of Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, Val, my wife's in the studio with us, and we hear it, I mean, I see it, because to me, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy out in this world. And the only thing worse that when Jesus called people hypocrites, you know, you're a hypocrite, was when he said, I never knew you. Right. So I would much rather Jesus call me a hypocrite because at least in some essence he knows me than for him to say, I never knew you. Be gone from me, you worker of iniquity. Yeah. Uh, and so the cool thing is so many people say I'm this way, but they're really this way. I've been to funerals before, Stephen. I don't know about you. But when I hear all these beautiful accolades about this person and I knew this person, I'm like, that's not the person I
6: knew. That's you're uh, right? at a funeral. Well, yeah. th- they say no one ever goes to hell from a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, they, you, know, it's, you, you can't send people to hell from a funeral home. You know?
1: yeah. and, and we know why. It's a celebration of someone's life. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, if, I know what you saying. know, if, if the old saying is being a Christian was illegal, and someday it will be again. Um, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Right. And I could tell you, just spending a couple of sessions with you, that yeah, there'd be plenty of evidence to convict you, without a doubt. T- take, me, take me away. That's right, that's right. Let me ask you something about lover of country, because um, I, I gotta be honest with you, I struggle with this one. Uh, you know, I, okay. in college, I was, not for you, for me, in college, I was a college Republican chairman, I, I did all the rallies, I did all the marches, I was at the nuclear test site, Nevada test site, when Martin Sheen would protest, and we were counter-protesting, we were uh, doing the protest for the, uh Nicaragua for uh, Ronald Reagan. I mean, that was that was my game. That was where I was big time. And boy, over the the years, though, I've really got to tell you, I'm, I'm losing my love for my country. And let me tell you why. It's because my country left my God, and and so I feel they left me. So I'd be honest with you. I struggle with that I've served in the military. I, I my underwear used to be red, white, and blue. You know, I, my first tie was American flag tie, uh, and I still think it's the best country of all there is. Don't get me wrong. But I gotta be honest with you, I'm struggling with my love of country, the patriotism, because of how far we've turned away from God. I mean, what would you say to someone like that?
6: Yeah, I think those are good uh I think those are good objections and maybe feelings that you have, and I, th- I think a lot of people might have them. I think the first thing to say is that we have a loyalty first to Christ. Yeah. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we have to follow him. For instance, our morality is not our morality, it's God's yeah, morality. Amen. Right. So that's I think that's the first thing to say. The second thing I would say to that is um I'm a defender. Mm. I was born to be a defender, and I can't get that out of my system. Mm. So when I see something that I love hurting or Mm. breaking or falling apart, um, I guess I just maybe might take the other side of it. My approach is to say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this that's broken." And uh, you know, I'm I'm willing at the very literal uh, point to give my very self to it. Mm. And that's how much I love this nation because I understand our morality has shifted, our culture is broken. Our values are just so messed up, but whatever it is that God put inside me to defend, yeah. I will defend the gospel and I will defend my nation, and um, I'll try to fix it. If my church was broken, mm-hmm. I would try to fix my church. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like the pilgrims and and those who wanted to stay and purify the church in England. Yeah, some wanted to leave, some wanted to stay and fix. You know, and I, you know, I often think about what I have got on the boat and sailed to the United States mm. and said, "I'm out of here." I don't think I would have, mm. and I, not that I would chastise those who did. I just think built within my system is the desire to fix that which I love, you know.
1: Mm. Interesting. Again, you could uh, run and go start something new or stay, uh, and one person will be definitely blessed by that belief system of yours is your wife. Because no matter what, what, again, there's a lot of people that run. When something doesn't go well, they run, and you're one of those that would stay and fix it. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking to Stephen Solomon, who's on the radio every Monday through Friday. Be back in three minutes so we can learn more about him.
3: and special occasions can be more than just gatherings you desire to create lasting memories that's what our britain catering and hospitality's goal is in every event and special occasion designed for you creating lasting memories Seek an array of award winning venues and sample exquisite food from the best chefs along with the best possible presentation. That is what A Britain does for you. Weddings, family reunions, galas, special events for businesses are all areas where A Britain shines. This husband and wife team make a great serving combination. Challenge Seth and Dawn as they journey to become the number one catering team in the world three unique catering options apples to apples offers a unique farm to table concept this little piggy a minnesota favorite for 30 years and distinctive catering with a luxurious and memorable style a britain catering and hospitality a that's a-b-r-i-t-i-n catering.com creating lasting memories
7: WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business.
8: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his
0: employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different, and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
8: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 7th through the 9th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
1: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black live in the studio in Minneapolis, actually in Egan, Minnesota. And if you wanted to call in, you can call in at 651-289-4466. At 651-289-4466. Stephen's looking around. I know it's a different number, but that's my number, Steven. <laughs> and Stephen,
6: uh, he... So, no, I was looking at something over oh, okay. here. <laughs> yeah. okay. No, no, that's
1: the number you. No, no, you're good. Uh, cool. And Stephen's in Minneapolis. He's on the AM dial, AM 980. I know I got listeners all over the world, and I guarantee you, you would enjoy listening to his radio show, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, every Monday through Friday. And if you're not in the Twin Cities, you can go to AM 980. Uh, mission.com is that right am 980
6: the mission am 980 the mission.com is a station website and yeah. what is your private uh website too so my website is stevensolomon.org uh, a- steven with a v solomon all o's cool and then on
1: there they can uh, you said there's videos and stuff um, yeah
6: so i mean they're everywhere youtube facebook twitter uh the website i do little i do little 60 second videos mm-hmm. matter of fact we did one yesterday about the embassy okay. um we call them solomon and 60 okay. and uh, it's just a quick 60 second ex- explanation of uh, what's going on and whether it's good or bad.
1: Awesome. 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 And I just to a little bit of time I spent with him talking to him. Um, I guarantee you you'd enjoy the show. He takes uh, what's happening in the world and he filters it or actually he frames, it, I should say, uh, through his belief system and my belief system, which is the Christian's pr- perspective, what the Bible says, not what our opinion about what the Bible says, but actually what the Bible says. Uh, and Stephen, you know, I'm getting to know you on the radio here and, uh, you know, someone asked me a while ago, and it was the weirdest question. He goes, so, um, Mr. Black, what's your discipline? I'm like, huh, I never thought about it. My brother's a 6 Dom black belt. He owns karate studios all over the world. I'm a purple belt. And so first when someone says my discipline, I started thinking, is that what you talk about? Then I started processing it. And I put this together, Stephen. So my disciplines are transactional analysis uh, with Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, which is basically God's instruction manual to us, multiple intelligences, which is with Dr. Howard Gardner at Harvard University, logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel, um canine, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Demings, and then emotional intelligence, a lot of the work that Dr. Dan Goldman. That's the foundation, but wrapped, I would say, wrapped in the Bible. Uh, through Jesus Christ. What would, if someone asked you what your disciplines are, what would that be?
6: Um, I think I think people, uh, interacting with people is, I, I, somebody told me, a wise old pastor, when I first began pastoring, told me, um, this was this was just years ago, he said, he said, Stephen, we're wordsmiths. And he said, our job is to be wordsmiths. And if we can't relay a message, if we can't communicate, then we're failing because that's our job. And not, I get it, pastoring, there's more than just getting behind the pulpit. Anybody that's ever pastored a church knows you do more than that. You know, the, the 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 scene pulpit sermon is very little of what you actually do, but it is the most um impactful in many ways. And so I would say the first discipline is, is communication with people, learning learning the communication, speaking a message into people, because everybody can speak, but are you communicating? You know, Paul said it this way. He said um if you don't have love, then you're just a you're just a sounding gong. You're yep. just rattling on about noise. And yeah, you know, and love not necessarily in the term of breathy, like,
5: oh God yeah. just accepts you, however <laughs> you are. Not, yeah, not that kind
6: of stuff. But you know, to me love is telling the truth. Jesus said, If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. You'll do what I say. You know, love in many ways is obedience to righteousness and truth. So uh, you know, speaking truth into people's lives I think that's got to be a discipline you have to harness and learn how to do that yep. um, I, I would say another one is is intense study of scripture um, without without intense study of scripture I don't know where where I would be yep. um, you know I, I remember as a boy I, I told this story on the radio a couple weeks ago uh, as a boy I loved the Bible so much that I memorized first and second Timothy and Titus oh man all three of those books and it's stuck oh, wow. with, and I remember because as a kid I thought to myself, you know, Paul speaks. I was always told Paul was speaking to Timothy, a young man who's who's a preacher. You know, he's learning how to pastor this church. And I, I was just a kid, you know, eight or nine years old. Wow. And I thought, you know, I want I want to be spoken to. I want I want to be taught. And so I just memorized yeah. everything Paul said in those books. And that I think that love of of study and intense memorization of Scripture, I think it's it stayed with me mm-hmm. to where I'm I'm constantly on the lookout for. Reception. What are people writing? What are people saying that can feed me? Mm. And I think if you can really learn how to harness a love of, of of reading and a love of of seeing what God is saying, not only in His Word but through other men and women. Um, that can that can really launch you a long way.
1: That's powerful, and you know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's and, right, and it's so powerful because I love words too. I, my background's neuro linguistic programming. I love to study words. We've lost meaning of words, and, and if you think about it, Solomon uh, Stephen. Sorry about that. It's okay, everybody if, calls me Solomon. Yeah, Solomon. I don't know. If you think about it, Stephen. No, no big deal. Um, uh, What's changed in this country? Because America has changed drastically uh, over the last couple hundred years, but really drastically. You and I were talking about it over the last ten years. And part of what's changed is we've redefined words. That's right. And, and a lot of people miss that. We've redefined what it mean, what family means. We've yeah. redefined what it means to be gay. I mean, if you think about the 1920s, we're called the gay
6: 20s. Yeah, the happy 20s. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It wasn't the gay 20s like yeah, we think of the today. The homosexual 20s. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't the homo- But it was people were joyful. They were happy. Right. It was the turn. It was a new freedom. It was all this stuff. That's why they're called the gay. So it... it It's different what it means to be American. I mean, think about this one phrase, how different this one phrase is, founding fathers. Yeah. We used to elevate these founding fathers. And, uh, I mean, God, when did man become perfect? I thought there was no perfect. I thought Jesus Christ was the only perfect. And now if there's a statue of somebody who wasn't perfect, we rip it down.
6: Right. I put it this way. um, I've said this numerous times that America, and specifically conservatives, have lost the battle of the dictionary. Yep. And when people ask me, what does that mean? I mean that others have redefined things to mean something they never were intended to mean. Yep. And one of the big words that we lost in the dictionary was the word love. Amen. Uh, The word love um, has been redefined by many people in our culture to mean lust. Yep. And we have said, all right, I love somebody. Well, the truth is, especially when you're talking about the LGBT movement, well, love is love or let me love who I want to love. They're not really talking about love because you can love anybody. No one can stop you from loving somebody. Mm -hmm. What they're really saying is, I have lust for this person. Let me exercise my lust. Yep. And, and we, have, we have allowed people to use that word, and, and many words we've lost. Uh, we've lost the battle of the dictionary over. Yeah,
1: that's so powerful.
6: And even if you look at the, the, uh,
1: the, the species, and the, the, if you look at how Darwin came in and, and how we changed uh, species, the word species, I got a whole study on this thing, and how the Christians basically gave up definitions of words which allowed for Darwinism to start being accepted as normal. Uh, And there's a great study, I'll send it to you, it's stunning, uh, uh, where it really goes down how a word, a change in word, and how we went to the difference in the meaning of this word at that time was what allowed the Darwinist to come in, all of a sudden become normal thinking for people who supposedly believe the Bible, and yet in the Bible the first thing says, in the beginning God created. Yeah. I mean, that's the first sentence of the Bible, and if people don't buy that first sentence, close the book. Yeah. Why would you keep reading? If the first sentence in the book you don't believe, shut the book.
6: Well, and again, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The scriptures say God has given to every man a measure of faith. Um, I just think I think what it boils down to is how much we really want God. Amen. If if you are, at, you know, it's all, I, always, I always find this interesting, and maybe we're going on a cool topic here, but, you know, it's your show. You can yeah. bring us back if you want. <laughs> but I always find it interesting, the, the, the secular atheistic scientist, and I use that word very loosely because it's so crazy these days, the word scientist is, you know, t- the pursuit of knowledge, yep. trying to pursue knowledge. And it's funny. Anytime knowledge leads a scientist down a route that that indicates there's possibly a designer <laughs> yep. when you explore something biologically or geographically yep. or ge- geologically and you go, oh, oh, my, that that might there might be something behind that. There might be intelligence behind that. Modern day, the secular scientists. Oh, there's no way. You know, I'm not going to pay any attention to it. And it's almost as if they intentionally deny evidence yeah. because there's so much evidence all around. I mean, David even said it in Psalm, you know, the, the, the universe declares the handiwork of God. Just mm-hmm. it's really incredible. There's no way all of this is accidental um, but, but many people today, just they don't want it, man. They, well, they, they just intentionally are willfully ignorant of it.
1: Well, most people don't know what they believe. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And yet most people's beliefs have been implanted, have been basically just affected them. They never really thought about what they believe. And that's one thing we do in our training. I go through the structure of beliefs. And Darwin, when he did his science, he did observational science. Do you realize the power of microscopes during Darwin's time? Uh, and in dar in the book of the origin of species there's an entire chapter dedicated to why his theory is flawed i think it's the eighth chapter and but the biggest thing i always t- tell people stephen is single cell simplicity darwin said that uh if 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 a single cell was not a simple organism then his entire theory is flawed and at his time that he could use a microscope and the power of microscopes today they can magnify 100,000 times yeah that's right and it's incredible so you take the nucleus of an amoeba single cell amoeba and you look at the DNA material ATCG there's enough DNA material in there to fill up an entire set of Encyclopedia Britannica that's blasphemy
6: how dare you bring up things like that
1: I know how dare we bring up science I'm sorry I didn't bring up science right how dare you well that's what I tell people Stephen you know where you'll find single cell simplicity right next to jackalopes and unicorns
5: I mean that's where you'll find
1: it, because it doesn't exist. That by itself, through the man who has this philosophy, because that's what it is, it's a philosophy, that's incredible. And when you start going in depth, and that's why, you know, my wife uh, found Christ in my training. She went through my training. I do secular training, and yet people come to God. Last class, we we led two people into the kingdom, prayed them in. Secular training, we had, what, nine people in class. Uh, two of them accepted Christ, and, and again, we have Muslims, we have non-believers in there. It's not a religious class, and so j- just really powerful. I want to ask you a question, sure, uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up after the break for the second half of it. Um, if you had a person in your life, a teacher, a coach, a parent that you would call the leader in your life, that one person more than anybody else who's more responsible for who you are today, Uh, maybe they stood up for you when you couldn't stand up for yourself. Maybe they believed in you when you couldn't believe in yourself. Maybe they, uh, they taught you values or work ethics or a love for God. I mean, if you had to pick one person in your life that you would call the leader in your life, who would that
6: be? I think without a doubt, um, Without a doubt, I would not be the person I am today without my mother. Uh, We had a very rough childhood. Uh, I say we, I mean me and my sisters. And um, she was instrumental in two things, in providing when it was almost impossible to provide, Mm. and giving me a love of Jesus Christ. Mm. Without those two things, I wouldn't even be here today. Um, Now, that is as I've grown and time has moved forward, uh, obviously, you know, she hasn't been as instrumental day-to-day as she was as a kid. Uh, but without that foundation, man, there's nothing. There's nothing here.
1: Wow. Wow. it's awesome. And again, another similarity, Stephen, with you and I. I'll pick it up after the break. Uh, this is Like It Matters Radio. We're talking to Stephen Solomon. We'll be back in three minutes.
3: Yes! Did it! Thank you, Mr. Black.
1: Are those
8: your grades for this semester?
3: They sure are. All A's and one B.
8: But what about your learning disability
3: and your struggles in school? Not since I got my brain map done at Like It Matters. I now know how I best learn and the unique way that God made me. No more learning disability.
1: You are unique. Nobody has your fingerprints and nobody is wired exactly like you. We now have the ability to show you God's fingerprints for your life through yours. The unique print on each of your fingers is a duplicate of the neural pathway in that corresponding Lobe of your brain. With our exclusive brain map, we can capture your fingerprints and give you a 35 page map of your brain, your gifts, talents, and innate resources. This information is the key to unlocking your God given potential and truly living your life like it matters. If you're ready to maximize the potential you were created with, email Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com or call 817 502 1554.
4: Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with Wellness Radio 1570. And we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for five years now. And it has helped many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now. So the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend... Call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of the schools we have a partnership with. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call Wellness Radio 1570 today at 651-289-4406 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program. That's Wellness Radio 1570 at 651-289-4406.
2: year old son and patient and passionate wife i got rid of a lot of clutter in my head bs they call it belief systems that were not serving me if you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them if you want to build a productive team in two days if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next leadership awakening it's time the giant in you comes alive
6: Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about leadership awakening workshops.
1: That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education. And application. I am Mr. Black and I am talking to another radio host, Mr. Stephen Solomon. Stephen is on AM 980 in Minneapolis, St. Paul from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Incredible radio show. I would highly recommend you listen it. Uh, if you're out of the Twin Cities area, you can go on the Internet and listen, uh, live stream with them on AM 980, the com. Thank you again, Stephen, for joining us.
6: Absolutely. Glad to be here. Having fun.
1: Hey, Stephen, we talked before about the leader in your life and uh, you had said it was um, it would be your mother without a doubt that she she gave you examples and all this. Let me ask you, values um characteristics if you were to identify the characteristics of your mother that you value the most that you you uh, identify with the most what are those values what would you call what would you say they are
6: uh her first value is a a very strong loyalty to family um you know she's very she's a faithful woman you know she realizes she realizes what's important and what's not and she's very faithful to her family um the second is is dedication i mean the woman is she my entire life growing up, she would never give up on anything. She mm. was solid as a rock, so uh, those are two things that really stick out to me: her love of family and and her consistency, her dedication, her faithfulness. And she
1: was a Christian as well,
6: absolutely. okay, so she probably led you in the way of read me the Bible. we'd read the Bible every night before I went to bed. she'd you know read me the stories and we'd talk about it, and a lot of fun. she'd you know brought me to church every day. Um, you know, the old phrase, you know, I was a drug baby. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was a drug baby. She drugged, she drugged me. She church. drugged me to church every day, drug you, know? you to the woodshed, drug you to the,
1: you know, we, it was just the wrong kind of drug. I've I seen that <laughs> article on the uh, internet. I've read it a few times. It's absolutely a drug baby. You know, the cool thing, Stephen. again, I've only known you for 45 minutes or 15 minutes. <laughs> um, but strength, family dedication, never give it, read the Bible. If I was to give three values uh, to my little time with you, those would be the three values. And so what's so cool, and this Val knows why I'm doing this, is it, this is what we talk about so much in leadership. I mean, you grew up with a great example, mm-hmm. such a great example, you became that example. I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, you talk about you would you, you love something, you're going to fix it, you're going to take care of it, you're not going to run away. Maybe even I wouldn't get on that boat to come to America, I'd, I'd stay there. You know, I've heard some people say uh, they're in a broken church, they're in this church is moving away from God, this church is becoming liberal. And I've heard people say that the best uh, missionary work that some people can do is stay in their own church. Yeah, you know, it's sad but
6: true in many cases. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that's what made me think about that. What you were talking about is, you know, I can go, I can leave the Presbyterian Church and go to this. I can leave the Lutheran Church or whatever it is. I, I don't believe in denominations, but whatever church people belong to, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm not
6: into denominations, and but and there does come a time. I mean, it's not an extreme on both ends. Yeah, there does come a time when you have to part ways. That's what sometimes in relationships that's true sometimes you know the church might just go so far left i mean supporting homosexuality to me would be a deal breaker if you if you can't if you're in a church that that says yeah you know what it's okay to be gay god loves you that way he doesn't want you to change he wants you to be gay and there's no way of fixing that there's no way i could keep my family in that i wouldn't be able to raise my kids in that but you know at least i would try before that time gets there there would be that effort to no we got to change it we can't go down that route but if Mm. You know, there does come a time, and whether that's relationships or anywhere, with everything, you just always have to be evaluating your circumstances.
1: And you have a high threshold, but there are certain values, again, when it crosses the line. And by the way, speaking of that thing about homosexual, it it was interesting. I was reading this article, and there's some law, and I didn't know this, that in counseling, uh, that you're not allowed to encourage someone to move away from the homosexual lifestyle. That's actually illegal
6: yeah I, I've heard things like that I, I've heard it I've heard it both ways and I'm not I'm not you know a psychologist so I can't speak yeah. to it from the legal terms I'm also not an attorney but i I have for instance I'll give you an example if okay. I could uh, um, I was at the University of Tennessee doing my undergrad and for a while before i I changed my major and, and finished up with public administration, I was in psychology and I was talking to people and they were telling me after I got out of it and changed majors they were telling me as they were still going through it yeah, um, they're telling you if you don't agree with homosexuality, they won't even graduate you here. Wow. You have to, you have to say, I, I am okay with this. Wow. And so I don't know from the legal perspective of it, but I do know from the the pressure perspective mm. of it, absolutely that's true.
1: Wow, it is one of the most protected
6: groups today. It's stunning. It's funny. You know, the, the, the Christian has become the, uh, the yeah. endangered species here. <laughs> uh,
1: it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let me ask you, uh, we come to the end of your life, and uh, you get ready to take your last breath. How do you know? If your life has
6: been a success or not, um, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if I would be able to answer that uh, from from my understanding of my life. I think the only way I would know that is if after I die, mm-hmm. I hear Christ say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Because I I mean, we all we all put measures of success. Am I famous enough? Am I rich enough? Am I am I wealthy enough? Do I have everything I want? Do I have enough items? You know, everything's subjective and changing by our own standards. Uh, the only real measure I could even legitimately answer your question with is after I die. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. know until after I died. You know, does does Christ look me in the eyes and say, good job, you're in? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if he doesn't, then I'll know I failed.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you, if you would be able to ask God uh, any question, any question at all, and he would answer, and you knew it was God. Uh, and you, so you can ask me any question, Stephen, I'll give you this direct answer. Are we
6: talking like a genie wish, like Solomon when he's dreaming? Like my no. like the first Solomon, no. or is this just informational? Yeah, yeah
1: informational. Informational, informational. informational. Okay. yeah. So one question uh, that you could ask God himself, uh, eye to eye, if you could look him in the eye. If you could, yeah, She's kind of glory. I would ask him
6: why people like you exist to ask questions yeah, like see? that. That's what, that's what I would ask. Um, I don't know. Um, that's Give me just two seconds okay. here. What would I ask God if, if I could ask him any information? informational question yeah. one question man you just put me on this on the spot yeah. here with such a deep question here uh and i've thought about this question a lot that's i would ask it here's what i would ask him okay here's what i would ask and this is this might be my human intelligence just just absolutely not knowing anything i would ask him what he was doing before he created everything wow oh, that, that's what i would ask that's him. a great question And he might be like what do you mean before i created everything what are you talking that's wow just if put me on the spot make me ask him a question with a gun to my yeah. head that's what i would ask him
1: wow that's intense because uh, God always was. Exactly. So yeah. it might even
6: be a dumb question. He might no. look back at me and go, you idiot. That there was no time. What are you talking about? Well, when he had
1: to – before, the first thing I had to create is probably angelic world. I would think – you know Who knows? It, it yeah. doesn't tell us, man. Yeah, so no. You want, you want to know what I'd ask? I want to know well, what were you doing for eternity before we all showed up? And the reason I brought that up because I've thought about that question. And the one question I would ask God if he allowed me, it was this. When you look at me, God – what do you see? Do you see disappointment? Do you see potential I could have had? Do you see a pervert, a twisted, broken little boy? Or do you see someone who loved you? See someone who never fit in? Someone who truly wanted to honor you, bring you glory? Boy, I've thought about that question so deep, Stephen, because I want to honor. I, I want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Sure. And I know how broken I am. See, I, unlike a lot of people, I share my weaknesses. I share my brokenness. Uh, I People who know me know about my abuse past as a kid and all that. I I don't get wrapped up in what other people think about me. I care what she thinks about me. Uh, I care what my God thinks about me, uh, and I care what my kids think about me. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what Lee thinks about me or Trevor, although hopefully they like me enough to cash my checks. But uh, <laughs> I definitely care what Trevor thinks
6: about me because he pushes the buttons on my show.
1: Yeah, I always give Trevor a hard time. He's a blessing. For those that don't know, we're sitting in a studio and they're like a fish tank, and we're looking at Lee in one area, and we're looking at Trevor in the other, and they got their fingers on buttons that could make us never be heard from again. So I just want you to know that we're making sure we're taking care of our good friends there. Steven, uh, real quick again, let our Listeners know how they can reach out to you, how they can hear you, Uh, any way to get a hold of you before we say goodbye to you.
6: Yeah, so really you can find me anywhere. I'm all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me at am980themission.com. You can find me at stephensolomon.org, YouTube, social media, it doesn't matter. If you reach out any possible way uh you know i'll, I'll come find you
1: <laughs> awesome well and i'm looking forward to listening to the radio show like i said uh, you, uh, you your your show holds a special place in my heart because i never had a future in radio never decided to go into radio uh it was only my connection to paul ridgeway which then led me to gary Borgendale. of course god was guiding the whole thing Uh, And then even on the radio, you know, I didn't know what I was supposed to do when I first got on the radio. Started playing music, started reading poetry, started doing all this. I don't know why God wants me on the radio. And it was Paul Ridgway who really, really uh, led me uh, in, helped me, if you will. And, you know, I got to tell you, I have one regret, um, Stephen. One regret is this. Paul invited my wife and I over to dinner many times. We went one time. Yeah. One time. What regrets do you have? Oh.
6: (laughs) <laughs> well, you've been listening to Like It Matters Radio, Radio Like It Matters, yeah. with Scott Black. Yeah, yeah right. Like I'm going to answer that question with 15 seconds. Yeah. Get that out of here. Yeah.
1: See, that's why I love being on this side of the thing there and all that. I wanted to see his face as I was asking him that question uh, because of something he said to me. I'm, I'm a pretty open book. and I, Yeah, but I said, him, I was not looking for an answer. I knew he would respond that way. So
6: Unbelievable. Uh,
1: but it's incredible, Steve. But I want to thank you so much uh, for uh, (laughs) what you do and all that. I will be listening to your radio show. uh, And uh, for those that don't know, we are in Minneapolis because we're doing a Leadership Awakening. uh, Saturday at 3.30. What's the hotel? Uh, Doubletree. Doubletree in Bloomington. 3.30 on Saturday. Uh, We'd love to see you. Come by. Say hi to Mr. Black. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you. When you live your life like it matters, it does. This is Mr. Black, your life caddy. In golf, the caddy knows the course, knows the golfer, and knows how to play the game. As your life caddy, I can help you maximize the potentials you were created with and live your life like it matters. I have books that will help you understand how you work and tools that will assist you in abundantly enjoying the game of life. Books include 180 ways to live your life like it matters and becoming your dreams. Want it? Create it? Live it. As well as inspirational music, CDs, and T-shirts. Go to likeitmatters.net and order your books and tools today.
3: Dan, the soap isn't lathering up. Must be a water problem. Can you call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing?
0: Sounds like it's the water softener. I don't think a plumber's going to help.
8: Well, that's not true, Dan. America's plumbers are water experts. They protect the health and safety of this great nation. If anyone can fix your water softener, it's Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Thanks, announcer guy. Now get $150 off a new water softener from Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Call 877 ben